Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! At box ce soir, Alexandre Vachon et Brandon Tidball. Oh, alors, Eric Nielsen, Jonathan Tremblay. Alors, Gord et Kevin Cormier. Oh. situation. There is a Cape Breton screaming eagle on the bench. He is on the bench in the middle of that pileup with the Teton. That is George Davis on the bench and he jumped right into the bench. And that's what we're talking about. What's up everyone and welcome to another episode of Five in a Game. I'm your host Jordan and I hope everybody had a great weekend. I had a very busy weekend. Um, my oldest son turned seven um, we've been flat out the whole week. I mean, we hosted a birthday party here. We had like 15 kids at my house um, and entertaining them, guys. I mean, it was absolutely insane. Um, I'm sure that the viewers out there got kids know exactly what I'm talking about. So we lived to fight another day, that's for sure. Um, and also today, um, I had another birthday party for him with just family and stuff. So he had a really good week. But um, yeah, it was just a really busy weekend. Uh, for my household. So I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. Uh, I hope everything went your way. I hope you guys, you know, got through a good Monday. Yesterday was Monday. So, you know, at least we got through that one. But today's episode is episode 15. I mean, it's a big episode. Um, Like I said before, this started off as just like literally just a little something. And then it's kind of snowballed into this um, pretty, really cool thing. Um, You know what I mean? I got to talk to a lot of my, um, a lot of guys I've watched growing up playing hockey, man. Um, and today's guest is one of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I got to interview, like, Eric Lizon, uh, Tristan Manson, Ryan Hand. I got a few irons in the fire, guys. I cannot wait to drop some of the names here in the upcoming weeks. Um, but I'm going to keep them to myself right now. But something I do want to talk about before I get into the show today is the new tournament coming out on the Enforcer Appreciation Group. This is where you guys will be able to check it out. I am hosting the five in a game is hosting the first ever host of pain tournament. Uh, What that is, it's 32 guys um, are going to face off. Um, I got the draft list here. I'll go over the draft. There's uh, 16 uh, fights and we'll see who makes it to the final rounds. Um, The voting, how the voting is going to work. I actually posted on the page for people out there that didn't see it that are just listening to it. Um, but you go on, uh, the pictures are going to have Facebook uh, emojis on them. So I just kept it with the liked and I kept it with the shocked face. So it's pretty it's pretty simple. You don't have to go looking around. But whoever got the like, um, like emoji on that picture for that fighter, you could pick him. That casts your votes. And the, the shocked emoji is the vote for the opposite fighter. Um, and then basically Facebook uh, does the polls for me. Um, some things are, you know, you got to try to find it. I don't have a, the slightest clue how to, uh, how to add a, a voting poll on any page uh, whatsoever. So I just decided to make it simple and make it easy uh, for the viewers out there. Sorry, my voice is getting a little... Ugh. But uh, yeah, for the viewers out there and the guys that are participating in this tournament, um, I did a 64-man draft. Uh, this is the first one, and we'll see how this one goes. And then after this one goes, we'll do the next one. We'll, go, we'll do the next 16 fights. 
Um, and then at the end of that one, we are going to have the two winners from each event face off in the finals to see who is going to become the first ever king of the House of Pain tournament. Um, it's only LNAH, QSPHL guys, so there's a lot of uh, high demand of those fans out there, especially on that page. So I figured it'd be cool to do something like that. You know, I know Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice, someone I'm going to mention here in a few minutes, he has the, you know, the... Uh, the minor league mayhem tournament. Um, there's a few other tournaments out there, but it's just I, I ran it by him. I, I also gave Alex a shout and made sure it was okay to do it on their page. Everybody's cool with it, so yeah. So I really hope everybody out there, if you're not a fan of that page, be sure to go on there and do so and cast your votes um, for this tournament. I mean, everybody can everybody's allowed to play. Um, you get your vote on there. What's good about it is only one vote, and that's it. You move on to the next pitcher. So. What I plan to do, and I plan on keeping it like a 24-hour um, time limit to it. If I post it at a certain time, it's got to the certain time the next day, and then I'll post the new ones. Then I'll go through and see the votes, and then I will crown you know, the brackets and move on, and I'll take a picture of, it, of who's moving on each one. and It's basically right in front of you. So, yeah, it's going to be a really fun tournament, guys. I hope everybody comes and checks it out. Um, I'll actually go over it. It's already announced, but I'll go over it. So... Out of the 64 men that went into the tournament, these are the people that came out. Um, sorry. Ugh. Ugh, sorry about that. The first round, we got John Morasti taking on Brad Lambert. That's going to be one hell of a fight. I also got Brandon Christian versus J.F. LaFrance. Dave Hamill is taking on David Lacrouge. Thomas Belmere versus Brandon Sugden. I mean, that would be a heavyweight tilt I would have loved to see. Um, Jimmy Burns taking on Simon Robidas. Curtis Swanson versus Jason Renard. I got Ryan Hand and Sebastian Laferriere. Link Gates versus Martin Grenier. Tommy Balduke versus Craig Martin. Jason Bone versus Jesse Rosanzoff. I got Benoit Boussoulet taking on Killer Steve Tardif. Uh, Tyler Lawson versus Sean McMorrow. We got Lyndon Byers versus Mike Bajerny. Uh, Roger Maxwell versus Francis Sassard. And Jason Clark versus Hubert Poulon. And for the final one, Sammy Duplain taking on Corey Holland. Um, this was all on the Facebook page. Um, I did the generator. This is completely random. Um, I didn't leave. Uh... Sorry. Oh, my God. I keep yawning. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, it's just been a long week, but I'm still recovering from it. But, yeah, so... Um, it's you guys go on there. It was all through the generator. It was all random picked. I have nothing to do with it. I didn't make these matchups. I didn't, you know, do anything like that of who I'd like to see win. I'm not participating. I'm not casting a vote. I'm just tallying up the scores at the end. I know Darren said it on his latest episode that he's happy he doesn't have to. Uh, he gets to participate in this one and apparently give me shit. So Darren, appreciate it. Um, you were always helpful. But um, I like to give a. After that's done, I'm gonna like to give a. You know, the show notes here. I am a member of the Hockey Podcast Network alongside Darren at the Fourth Line Voice. Um, every team, NHL team is on there that's represented. There's definitely a podcast out there for you. Terry Ryan's on there, my fellow uh, podcast guy, um, friend. Darren's over there uh, at the Fourth Line Voice, so go check him out. Um, especially Darren. Uh, Darren uh, is the reason this thing got going. They, you know, some people say he created a monster. I could, I could see that. Uh, I could see it. I had so much fun on his show. 
I had to make one of my own. So, Darren, thanks so much, man, for the support. I love the shout-outs. Um, thank you so much. Uh, check out his YouTube channel as well. He's got a, every single fight, basically. If you watch the fight on YouTube, probably came from Darren. So, definitely check out his YouTube page. Um, this one sucks to, um, to say. Um, five for fighting is now done. Um, Alec has hung it up and, and is done, and... You know, he uh, rides off into the sunset, but something that can't be taken away is the time and effort and the interviews that dude had, man. I mean, he put out some fucking bangers, uh, absolute bangers, guys. So if you guys um, got time or are familiar with the channel, go check out his back catalog, man, because that guy um, has really put out a lot, and I really hope the guy comes back. I hope, Alex, if you're listening to this and you really want to pass some time on your two-hour drive, hopefully, brother, you know, some time away from the Michael give you you know a little bit of a break there and you know i i totally get it uh it is time consuming and it you know you miss out on some things and with the drive and everything the new host it's just that's got to take a back seat for a while but you know i hope one day you eventually got some free time my friend and you come back because this i i used to this is where i started off listening was alec and darren at the fourth line voice so um i really appreciate the work and effort you put in man uh it doesn't go unnoticed so thanks again alec man for uh for giving us the episodes you did and they were absolutely amazing so thank you uh my next one is up is joe lazito uh over at the nordique snuckles podcast definitely go check out joe um he puts out a hell of a hell of a show man um like i said before i can't thank that guy enough um, I love listening to his show. It's very, um, you're never bored, I find, with Joe's show. There's no nothing, man. It's just, he definitely goes through everybody with a fine-tooth comb, and he, he puts out a great, great show. So um, I'm actually building my way towards something like that. He does a really great job. So definitely go out and check him out um, over there. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry I uh, rambled on for as long as I did. Um, I just kind of want to give you guys a little idea what's going on. If you're not a fan of the Enforcer Appreciation page, be sure to do so because this Wednesday coming is when it's about to go down. The 15th of February, the first card drops, and we are going to see who advances and who battles it out and gets to the next round, guys. So it's really going to be something to see, so definitely take part in it. And like I said, if you're not a member of that group, go back and get in it. Because I really truly believe that this is going to be a banger of a tournament. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of guys in the group, man. I I can't really tell you offhand, but it's thousands. So, um, yeah, I just think it's going to be fun for everybody to do, man, and check it out. And I appreciate everybody, you know, for taking part in it. Um, it's just something for the guys in there. And I know there's a lot of LNH fans out there and old QSPHL fans. So I really hope it uh, hope you guys participate. But uh, I will stop talking now. Um, I'm about almost 11 minutes into this. So, yeah, so uh, this is my interview with episode 15 with Marshall Warden. Marshall Warden was an absolute great guest, great guy, um, and fought a lot of tough guys. And, uh, you know, he was an absolute beauty to watch when I did get to see him. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did, and I look forward to talking to you guys next week. Also, be sure, like I said, keep an eye on the Enforcer Appreciation Group. It's a tournament you don't want to miss. I'll see you guys later and enjoy the episode. Episode 15 with Marshall Warden. Welcome to another episode of Five in a Game. And today I have a very special guest on the show with me today. He's a former Acadie Bassist T-10. He played for the PEI Rockets and the St. John Sea Dogs. Today I got Marshall Warden. Marshall, how you doing? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. Really appreciate it. I got to see uh, got to see you go to work a lot in the queue, man. So I'm glad you have you here. 
Yeah, I appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thanks, man. Thanks so much. All right, so we're going to start right from the beginning, bro. Where did you grow up? Where did you start playing hockey? Uh, I grew up in a small little town, Southeast New Brunswick. Fucking throw rock, men there, not very many people, and started playing hockey there. And we uh, played a little bit of AAA outside, like in St. John, about 45 minutes away, and went from there to Erie Bantam, played with, played with a lot of guys growing up that I played with in the queue, and worked my way up and made it to where I was. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, man. I see here that you play for the KV Rangers under 15, man. Uh, 24 games, 15 goals, 15 assists, 72 pins. So you were yeah. uh, putting some minutes up in, uh, when you were a young buck, too, I see. <laughs> when I was younger, yeah, I, I definitely uh, veered away from the, the goal-scoring attributes. But uh, when I was younger, I had a good run. Things were good. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, um the Rangers AAA team, man, is that like a major, uh, major, like, what's that, midget? Uh, so it was, I'm pretty sure that was Pee Wee and Bantam AAA, and then uh, okay. that'd be KV, and then the the major midget, the one year I played, was the St. John Vitos. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got that here as well. 29 games played, three goals, three assists, 107 penalty minutes. So were you, uh, were you getting in some tilts back then, too, as well, or? I uh, I got in one fight midget. One fight. I fought uh, Devin Munn in a game. Helmets off, gloves off. But uh, there's like, like there's no fighting allowed in, in midget AAA. You're playing in cages, right? But uh, somehow I managed yeah. to get into somehow I managed to get into one. <laughs> yeah. So growing up like through the system and stuff, you get your occasional uh, you get your occasional fight here and there for sure. But the Moncton Ganyan Beavers is, is this is where you you're like this is like um this like um junior junior B junior A that'd be junior A yeah I played played my first year midget I'd be fourteen and then when I went to camp for the Beavers I was fifteen ended up just going there working hard trying to trying to make it hard for them to cut me and ended up making the team so I was fifteen at the at the camp turning sixteen that year yeah. Yeah, so did you – so I see here 44 games played, one goal, four assists, 121 penalty minutes. Um, I couldn't get – if you if you got any fights in this league here, I couldn't find your fight card for that, man. But are you scrapping in this league now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I, I fought every chance I could get in that league just to kind of – not really make a name for myself, but prove that I, prove that I belong in the league. I think uh, – Yeah. I think my first fight was against a 20-year-old to kick the shit out of me. And he came and apologized to me. He said he didn't know I was 16. He wouldn't have fought me. I said, don't worry about it. I'm 15. We're going again. Went back <laughs> the third period, fought him again. So I think that was, uh, fuck. It's funny how you remember these things. I think it was Corey Cook played for Summerside. But, uh, yeah, fuck. I think 12, 13, 14 fights, something like that. Okay. So you're not, you're going through the league and you're, you know, you're starting to make a name for yourself. Like, uh, you know, so. Are you like, like, are you starting to like come into your own there with that now? Like, you're getting the grip of things. Like, are you starting to become a little bit more comfortable in that league? You know, doing your thing. Like, when did you start yeah, really feeling comfortable, like, going at it? Oh fuck! I, I honestly, I don't remember. I, I know the first fight that I was ever in. It was in training camp, and I I didn't know who anybody was. I just asked somebody to fight, and he apparently he was <laughs> one of the older guys, and he looked at me and said no. <laughs> You're not fighting me, but I'll send somebody to fight you. I said, okay, 
send whoever you want. And uh, ended up squaring up, and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I closed my eyes and just started swinging. I ended up beating him up pretty bad, so and uh, found out that I was half decent at it and kind of just went from there. But uh, I, I don't really remember when I started getting comfortable or, or knew. I, I kind of knew that was my role going into it, that, I, that I'd be that guy. But as far yeah. as get, getting comfortable and getting getting my feet under me and knowing, okay, I'm, this is what I'm doing, I, it, it must have came with time. But it definitely, definitely took a few fights. I mean, when you're 16 years old and, you know, you're going up against a guy that's 18, 19, 20. Fuck, I, I was just a kid, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to have a lot of pressure going on you at camp, man. You know what I mean? So big bodies. These guys look like monsters when you're 16 years old. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're, it's all man strength, right? Like, I, I was a big yeah. kid, but fuck, you're, you're still yeah. only 16 years old. You're still a kid looking back at it now. It's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, I loved every, loved every second of it. Yeah, I know. Like I said, man, I got like I'm from Cape Breton, so I only got to see you when you came to town, man. I used to love when I used to see you coming in. You're in the lineup. I was like, something's gonna pop off. We got 23 oh, in the lineup yeah. tonight. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Well, you know, you, you know, when you come into town, there's another tough guy like like Ashton Bernard. Like we we had quite a few uh, interactions together. You, you know, something's gonna happen. So I, I love those games. I love being challenged. He was he was one fucking tough guy and. I loved uh, I loved trying to compare to him, so it was good. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. So growing up, Marshall playing hockey and stuff, man, and you're in the you're in junior A and stuff. Um, uh, who was your favorite player growing up, man, or who's someone that you try to you know um, uh, copy your game after? So from the league, from the league that I played in, or just no, general? just no, just you in general. Like, who was your favorite player? Uh, it's a little. Uh, I don't know. I'm a huge Canadians fan, but uh, yeah. Wendell Clark, I love that guy. Love That's a good play. pick. What he stood for. Yeah, Wendell Clark was was my go-to man. He's kind of tried to put my game after what he did. So. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. Wendell Clark was the shit, that's for sure. No, yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud. Yeah, Wendell's a stud, yeah. yeah. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. This time of year, everyone's talking about making big changes, which is all well and good, but most of the time, it's pretty unrealistic. Um, I you know, I you know, I had the same New Year's resolution everybody else did. I was going to eat better, you know, go to the gym and stuff like that. But like things, you know, just don't really pan out that way. I've actually found the smallest change in your routine can make the biggest impact. In the same way. You don't have to break the bank to make a big deal purchase. Even the smallest things can be a part of a big change if it's something you use every day, like my Raycons. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can build great habits without breaking the bank. You know, Raycons have been a pretty big deal for me. I use them with my podcasts. I started going for my walks, and I use them all the time. Whether you're looking for a pair of everyday earbuds, low-latency gaming headphones, or a speaker with battery that will last all night at your next party, Raycons got you covered. And yup. Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. So you don't even have to choose between products. You can get one of each or a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of the other guys. I have multiple pairs. I keep one in my car and I keep one on top of the fridge, you know, just so I have one on me at all times because you never know when you're going to want to use them. Even if you know you'll love your Raycons as much as I do, Raycon wants to make sure that you feel great about your purchase. They offer pay now, pay later options. Every purchase has an easy and free return guaranteed. 
You know, I really, really liked them. The earbud tap functions, the noise isolation, and awareness mode. It really works great. So if you're ready to buy something small with a big impact, go to buyraycons.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN. Yeah, so that year with, your, with the Moncton Beavers, man, so you, you have one hell of a year. Like I said, you, you said you got like 13, 14 fights. How did you end up getting the bathers, man? Uh, it was my draft year that year, and I talked to a few teams. I think I talked to two or three teams, Northern Quebec. I talked to the Wildcats. They said they wanted to draft me, and fuck, I was like, yeah, sure, hometown, real close to home. I'll go there. I'll go there. The day before the draft, Bathurst called me and said they're interested, and if they drafted me, would I cut? Obviously, I wasn't going to say no because Munson wasn't a for sure thing. So I said, yeah, 100%, I'll, I'll report, and Sure enough, the next day I got the call that they took me in the third round. So I was pretty pretty surprised that uh, I went that high, but that's uh, that's how that played out. And I never heard from them until the day day before the draft. Wow, hey, well, yeah. wow. Well, you know what? It's a good thing, man, that you you pulled the trigger on. Did anything ever come of Moncton? Like, uh, well, obviously they probably would have told you before Moncton would have talked their shop, but nothing else came from Moncton after that conversation. Uh, I, I went up. They called me and uh, talked to me for a little bit, and then I went and had a meeting with the the coaching staff, the GM. I think it was Danny Flynn at the time, maybe. I don't remember, but yeah. went up. Everything was great. We had a good chat, and they seemed interested. But like I said, nothing for sure. So when Bathurst called me and asked if I would report, I said, fuck yeah, I'll report. <laughs> no problem. You're gonna draft yeah. me. I'll show up. So yeah, and, uh, yeah. The, the next day. Sure enough, they took me in the third round. So I was like, yeah, game on. Here we go. Yeah, deadly, man. So you're on your way to camp, man. Whole new world, whole new experience. What's going through your mind on that drive, man? Uh, just a bunch of nerves. I, I really had no idea what to expect. I know I know the Junior A-League Moncton was nothing like the Q. And I, I honestly don't remember what I was thinking. I just knew that I had a point to prove. I was really going there for one reason from from my from my time in the junior a league i'm pretty sure they wanted me there to be the tough guy and i was just going into camp and had the mindset that i was gonna work as hard as i can and pride myself on my work ethic and make it impossible for them to cut me so that was really the mindset i had going into camp yeah i know that's a fucking good mindset to have man you also had vincent arsenal on that team that year yeah, he was a little French fucking nutcase too. Good, yeah, good he was player. wound up pretty fucking good. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was a great, great player to have on your team. Would have hated to play against him, but he was yeah. a nutcase. <laughs> yeah, he was. Did you guys have any interactions in uh, inter squad games or anything? Uh, not in inter squad games. I think we got into it in practice one time, but uh, right. no, we didn't fight in uh, any inter squad games. I think the coaches. Uh, but I remember they, they they said no fighting in the uh, inner squad games because okay. they didn't want any of the guys to get hurt. So that was yeah, uh, that makes sense. kind of a no-go. But, uh, yeah, I think we got into a practice one time over something fucking stupid. But. <laughs> well, you're coming in, man. You're playing your first preseason game, and the first guy I got on this list, man, is Jordan Lane. Jordan Lane, big boy. Yeah, fuck, what, what is he, 6'10 on that list there? 
Yeah, he's. Uh, I think it says to be continued when you look at the height. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going. They don't have a tape big enough. Yeah, he's a big, big fucking boy, man. What with yeah, and no, all. He, uh, you know, he's a lot of respect for him. We've had quite a few conversations. Nice guy. Always, always treated me with respect when we chatted back and forth. And like any other tough guy, most of the time when you talk to them, they're some of the nicest guys that I that I know are guys that put their body on the line and their face on the line in the games. And we yeah. obviously we didn't know each other at the time, but right from day one, he always treated me with respect. And I was fortunate enough to uh, get the better of him in that game. And I think we fought two or three more times throughout the year, but a lot of respect for that guy. He's a big motherfucker, tough guy. Yeah. No, Jordan Lane monster, man. Um, uh, another guy on this list, preseason fight, Jeff Bell. Jeff Bell. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I played hockey growing up against Jeff. And that was kind of, it's kind of funny to think back. I mean, like, a buddy of mine growing up played, like, baseball against him when we were young and hockey and AAA and stuff. And you look back and think, fuck, I must have been laughing while I was throwing punches because that's not a guy <laughs> you'd, you'd really fight, right? It's probably just one of those spur of the moments where he's there to prove a point, where he's there to make a name for himself. Hey, you want to go? Yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? Yeah, yeah, put a show on. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um. Another guy here, I got your preseason, man. Uh, Frederick DeRoge? I don't remember that. Right no. No, okay. Uh, I also got preseason David Stitch with the Sea Dogs. You remember that one? David Stitch, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. I think uh, I think we had like two two minutes of roughing East and came out of the box and ended up fighting. I think he was a 20 year old at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think he was, man, that year. So, pre preseason's over. You know what I mean? When when did they? What was it like getting getting this like validator saying? Oh, it was dream come true. It was amazing. Yeah, couldn't. Yeah, uh, there's so many so many kids and would would kill to be in the spot that I was in, have the opportunity that I did. And I was just very very overwhelmed and very fortunate to be a part of that organization and be a part of the league and start uh, start living the dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Because like, for people out there who don't attend training camp, there's a fucking wacky is there, man. There's like fucking oh yeah, up eighty uh, to hundred people sometimes. Oh yeah, it's a thousand day one. Day one in training camp, I get hit with an elbow and broke my nose too, so that happens a little bit more to it as well. So they don't oh, really yeah. realize what what goes through. Oh yeah, two uh, two big cotton balls in my nose right into the first period. I was like fuck, this is meant. This good start. <laughs> Yeah, what a way to kick off the fucking career here, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. So it's your 08, 09 year, 44 games played, zero goals, zero assists, 63 penalty minutes, and you're coming in with 11 fights that season, man. There's a couple guys' names I picked out of your, out of your fight card here. You fought Olivier Malka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he played for what, Cape Breton at the time? Yeah, he, yeah, he played for us at the time, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was uh, we were sitting on I was sitting on the bench, and he skated by the bench looking for somebody to fight. And pretty sure I jumped off the bench and left my gloves and my stick on there. Said I'll go with you. Yeah, you found the right fella right here. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I said because I, I think actually he was after uh, Vincent Arsenal at the time. Yeah. Funny how you remember these things, eh? Vividly, he was chasing yeah. he was chasing Vincent Arsenal around the ice and. He said, who else wants to go? And I said, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 
Yeah, I mean, he was a pretty tough cat back in his day. So he never did it a lot as much as everybody else did, but, I mean, he got about six, maybe six a year, maybe five or six a year. So he's a pretty big boy, too. Yeah, he was. He was a real tough guy. It's funny, I remember he got traded got traded to Bathurst the next year, I think, or at the trade deadline. I don't know if it was that year, that trade deadline. But uh, when he got traded, walked into the dressing room, Ron Schultz was the coach at the time, brings us up the side, and he's like, you guys don't need any introduction, so shake hands and get on with it. Yep, there you go, right? Yeah, nice to meet you. Welcome to the team. Let's have some fun. Yeah, that's right. Um, another guy out of your hat here, Brendan Wright. Brendan Wright, great guy. Love the guy to death. He's a real yeah. tough guy. Great attitude, great heart. Another one that always treated me with respect. I think think the world of the guy. So he's uh, he's yeah. one tough one tough guy. Yeah, man, he was. He could fucking take it and give it. He was a big boy too. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a big, big fucking guy, and he could, he could give it just as hard as he could take it. I got a lot of respect for that guy. No, that's wicked to hear, man. Um, Jeff Margo, M-A-R-C-O-U-X. I can't pronounce his name. I think, uh, I think that was the place for Drummondville, no? Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was up in Drummondville, and it's funny that that game I fought, and when I was, uh, when I was fifteen playing for the Beavers. The tough guy, like the 20-year-old on our team, was Corey Garland, and he's from up there. Oh, yeah. I didn't. He uh, he kind of took me out of his wing that year and showed me things and kind of taught me a couple things. And love the guy. He's a great guy, sweetheart, nicest guy you'll ever meet. And he was out that game. I didn't know. And uh, it was just funny. I thought I beat. I'm pretty sure I beat that guy up pretty good. And uh, after the game, Corey was out there in the parking lot waiting for me in front of the bus. So it was. It's kind of nice to put a show on for for an old mentor. Yeah, 100%. Corey Garland, man, he could th- he could throw them back in his day too. Oh yeah, he, he was uh, he was a tough nutcase. I remember I was only 15. I went up and shook his hand, and his hand like crushed mine. I was like, holy Christ, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. Hopefully you're retired by the time I get here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you're on my team. Yeah, that's right. Um, and this here is when you get first of many run-ins with Ashton Bernard this season uh, the first year yeah he uh pretty sure he beat the shit out of me the first game one two punches dropped but uh he, he yeah, played he for Duran Duran this time right yeah yeah that was up in Quebec yeah I fought him squared up didn't know didn't really still didn't really know what I was doing he caught me with a couple quick ones went right down so he uh he definitely got the better of me that one yeah yeah Asher man um another guy here first of many Mike Thomas Mike Thomas, that's another guy I have a lot of respect for. I ended up uh, playing with him when I got traded to the Sea Dogs for that short little time. But he's uh, he's a true warrior, a true leader. And he's uh, another one of the nicest guys that I've met and a lot of respect for him. So that first fight was uh, – he was nice enough to give me a cute little scar on my forehead and smash my head off the ice after he beat the piss out of me. So that's definitely one I'll never forget. Yeah, Mike Thomas, man. Yeah, he was fucking tough back in his day, too, man. He was actually a real good player. Yeah, he was a great player, tough guy, real real nice. Another guy had a lot of respect for us. So, yeah, that fight, he uh, beat me up pretty good. It was, it was funny. My whole family was there that game, too. So, that was a little shock to me over you go. Mom, dad, hey. brothers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I slipped. That's all you can say. Slipped. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. No big deal. Slipped. Yeah. Slipped and smoked my face off the ice. Fuck. Yeah, I'm, uh... Yeah, man, I was like, I had a future uh, past guest on, I mean, before Tristan Manta, man, he had the same thing. I actually watched the video of it, man, that that shit's nasty, bro, when you smash your face off the ice. Yeah, I think uh, I think they put 16 stitches in me in the dressing room there, so quite uh, quite a memorable one for that, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, another guy here I got, I was actually at this game, this one's up in Halifax, man, uh, Justin Pender. Yeah, he's uh, another tough guy, that would Pretty sure that was a good scrap. It was a good point. You, uh, you fought, or Vincent Arsenault fought, and then you fought right after, or vice versa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the last game of the season right before playoffs. They were like, fuck it, let's put on a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Vincent dropped the gloves right off the first first puck drop, and Schultz, he sent me out, said, go have some fun. So, looked at Fender, he's like, you want to go? Yeah, 100%, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, he's another big, tall dude, man. Fuck Pender was big. Yeah, he, he was a big cat. Big guy. Yeah, he's a big cat for sure. So that wraps up your rookie year, man. So, like, we're moving on to the 0-9-10 era. So when you come, you're coming into camp that season, you know, a little bit of weight off your shoulders walking into that dressing room this time around? Yeah, I definitely, definitely feel a little bit more like I belong there. For first year, it was kind of a blur, right? You're, you're nervous. You're still trying to prove a point, and, Coming into camp the second year, like okay, still you gotta you gotta work twice as hard to prove a point that you still belong there. But your your name's already established. People know who you are. People know what you can do. People know you, what you're there for. So a little bit a little bit of weight off your shoulders there, but a lot more pressure on you to prove that you still belong there. Yeah, so there's just pressure trying to make it, but there's also a different type of pressure to keep it, right? to stay there, right? So, and yeah. it's one thing to make there. It's it's just as hard to prove that you still belong there. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props so your betting, options feel endless. You know, baseball season's right around the corner, and uh, I'm a huge Jays fan, so I know they're um, they're playing the Pirates for spring training. That's one I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on. I'm, I'm going to follow them this year. I think this is the year they're going to do it. Um, so I'm really hoping that, you know, the, the Jays really take it this season. So I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on the Jays this year. You know, you can't really rule out any of them. It's anybody's game. But, you know, the Blue Jays definitely got me excited for a good baseball season. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit at a get-risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. So this year here, man, I got you down as you played a bit with Bathers and a bit in Woodstock this season. Yeah. So I played the first half of the year with Bathers and then uh we uh I I think we, we kinda of mutually parted ways. I 
wasn't really happy with the amount of playing time that I was getting. And yep. I, I knew that I wasn't progressing as much as I'd like with the amount of effort I was putting into it. Yeah. And we had a great team. There's nothing against that. But I, I, I wasn't happy with the amount of playing time that I was getting. And I knew for me personally, if I was going to progress, I, I needed more time needed to play more and for me to go down to Woodstock. I think they're the number one team in Canada at the time. It would, yeah. it would definitely be better for my career to play with those guys and get more playing time. So I think we usually parted ways and I was fortunate enough to go down and play with, play with Woodstock and fuck, they had such a stacked team. It was yeah, they were organization. stacked. They were stacked. So it, uh, I think in the end, there's no regrets. I think it was the right call to make and, Mr. McCain, who owned the team at the time, a lot of respect for him. Very fortunate for him to give me the chance to be a part of the organization. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. So what I got you here down is you played 15 games this season for Bathurst. Um, you get 53 penalty minutes. You got seven fights. And one of the guys that you fight twice this season is Spencer Metcalf. Yeah, he's another tough cat. I think uh, both times were, well, once was in Halifax, one was, once was in Bathurst, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, they were always good fights. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I think the first time I got the better of him, that one was in Halifax, and I think the second one was pretty even. Yeah, but, yeah, and he's uh, like he's, a more dominant left-handed fighter. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't really know him personally. We didn't really have much conversation other than asking each, each other we want to punch ourselves in the face. So. <laughs> uh, he's, he's Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need, right? So, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, um, I think I just posted this fight today, actually. Um, the one where you're playing in Gatineau, and you really want to fight that Stephen Delessi? Delisi? Dezil, I think was his name. Yeah, I can see you. You can ask him, and then he's, for some weird reason, he needs the green light from the bench or something. Yeah, I, that was my second and You're like, what the game, fuck? Actually. Yeah, that was my oh, was fight of the game. Yeah, I'd already fought. I forget who I fought, but it was kind of like a retribution fight, that first one. I for, yeah. forget who it was, but uh, he did something stupid the game before. I went after one of our good players, so I fought him. Fortunate enough, I won that fight, beat the piss out of him there. And then I think uh, the team just needed a boost, and I I looked at coach, asked if I could go again, and he said, 100%, go. I, need, uh, I think the team needed that little... Little get me up and go, so I looked around for the biggest guy I saw, and it was him, so I asked him to want to fight. And took a little bit, but uh, eventually I got him to drop the gloves. Yeah, I know. I can see him over there, and he's, like, squinting at the coach, being like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> and you're just there, like, are we going yeah. or what? Like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? Yeah, let's go. Hurry up. Make a decision. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, I know. If you don't, it's just awkward at this point. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> if it's if it's no, let me go and play some hockey. If it's yes, like let, let's do this. Yeah, shake them off. Um, another again this year here, you fight the guy that you can fight it many times, Mike Thomas yet again. And yeah, that was. Uh, I think that was uh, back in Bathurst. That was the first fight since I fought him since he uh, since I lost pretty bad in St. John. So. That was, uh, I remember, it was definitely a nerve-wracking fight, but uh, it was one of the, kind of to get the monkey off your back, right? You're not yeah. sure how it's going to go. You just kicked the shit out of you the year before, and you're like, all right, well, i got to go. Got to do it, so. Yeah. Square it up, and so, uh, 
definitely, uh, definitely, definitely needed to do it. Get get that monkey off my back. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. It's like so, like when you're going through this league now, man. Is there like you hear all the time? I got a couple guys that run on here. You know, you got the the, the date circled in your calendar. Is there any games that like kept you up, man? That you were like, "Fuck, we're going here for this one this tonight." You know what I mean? I got this guy, because like this role here that you're in, it's just as much mental as it is physical. Yeah. Oh, it's it's more mental than it's physical. Like, I wouldn't say there's games that would keep me up that I lose sleep over, but your your mind's definitely racing. Like, I remember if you're going on a road trip, you play Cape Breton, PEI, and Monk, the Wildcats. Fuck, they got Ashton Bernard, Tyler Howe, and Brendan Wright on all three of those teams. And yeah. those, those guys are all tough motherfuckers, all three of them. Yeah. And you're playing back-to-back-to-back nights against them. You're like, fuck, all right, here we go. Like, like you're just, you're, you know they're all yours. Yeah, they're all mine. You're, we're, we're there for one reason, and we're, we're going to go every game. So you're like, well, three games, three nights, so there's at least three fights, if not four or five. So yeah, exactly. The, the mental aspect of it, you're watching videos, you're going through in your head, okay, what did I do last time? How did it go last time? Like, what can I do better? What, what does he do? Just stuff like that. Right? Same thing every mm-hmm. guy goes through, just mentally prepared to get your face beat in. Yeah. Yeah, well, fortunately for you around this time, YouTube's a thing. Well, you, you can look at it both ways, fortunately or unfortunately. I think there's more fights of me losing on YouTube than there is me winning. But it's it's fun to look <laughs> back and it's fun to look back and show the boys. You know, not yeah, that's right. Guys. Their kids growing up and they're getting older and they're starting to play hockey and fun to look back and tell stories. Oh yeah, look at this, look at that. I, I work. They tell their sons. Oh, I I work with this guy. He played here and watched these videos. So they're fun memories yeah. to look at. Well, it's good because the next video that I'm going to bring up here is one that's uh, definitely one that keeps closer to the hair. Um, you come to Cape Breton, and uh, you have a little talk in the warm-up, Marshall. Now, talk me from start to finish with that, of what happened between you and Ashton in warm-up. I honestly don't really remember how it started. I look back at the video, and I, I know I talked to you before about the video, and I try and replay in my head how it started. But it's funny, the one main thing I do remember about it after we did start to fight, the first time it went down, two seconds later, I'm, it goes through my head, oh, fuck, there's no rest out here. i got to get back up and go again. Because so, <laughs> usually you fall down, the rest come in, and fight's over. Oh, fuck. I'm pretty sure I threw him down first, get on top of him, start to wrestle again. And I'm like, holy fuck, there's no rest out here. i got to get back up and keep fighting. So that's... Uh, that, that's the one main vivid point I remember about the whole thing. Everything else is just a blur right now, but it, uh, it's fun to look back at the video because it's not very many times stuff like that happens. Well, no, I'm pretty sure that's the last time that I could ever think of what happened in the Beck Major Junior Hockey League and two guys fighting a warm-up with you and Ashton. And I was actually then, at that game with Natalia. And then end up fighting in the game again. It's funny that you guys were allowed to play. Yeah, I, I don't know how we were allowed to play. I don't understand, but I, another thing I remember, I go in the dressing room, I start getting undressed, and Coach Ron Scholes, he's there, comes in. The fuck you doing? What, what do you mean I'm getting undressed? I just fought warm up. He's like, you're playing and you're starting. Get your fucking gear on. All right, copy <laughs> that. So 
get my gear back on. I started mentally preparing to go back out and fight the big cocksucker again. So, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was crazy how they let us play. And first shift, we ended up fighting again, going server minutes. And then two or three shifts later, they put us back out and fight again. But we fell down quick, so I think we just get two minutes for roughing. Then server two minutes, and as soon as that's done, we come back out of the box and we fight again. Yeah, so it's like four times in one night. It's great, great. Yeah, yeah, that was it. So you guys actually got a little bit of a suspension for that one. What was it, Marshall? Ten games. Ten games and a twenty-five hundred dollar fine. Holy shit! Yeah, I I was scared shitless. Of, I thought I was getting cut for sure. Yeah. So what? What does the coach say to the after the game is over? Like, thanks. Like, you did good tonight. Uh, yeah, kind of. They, the boys are all, we ended up winning the game 2 nothing. so I think the boys definitely, definitely fed off the momentum that I was able to give them, but I remember going back to the hotel, the coach called my room, told me to come down to his room, to walk in, Shosie's there, Sly's there, Charlie's there, the whole coaching staff is there, I was like, oh, fuck, like, I'm cut for Here we go, yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting, yeah my, I'm getting my fucking ass chewed now. I'm going to get a bus ticket home. I'll just pack my bags. They ended up, yeah. they all had straight faces on. Two, two, three seconds later, Ron just laughed, threw me a beer. He's like, here, you deserve this great night. And Sly turns around his laptop, has the fight up on his laptop laughing. They, they thought it was a good time. They didn't really yeah. appreciate that they had to pay the fine, but... I mean, yeah. they, they definitely love that uh, I was out there giving the boys a little momentum that we won the game. So if we had a loss, it probably would have went another way. But thankfully, That's right, won, yeah. So. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I'm pretty sure Sly now is uh, here at Cape Breton. Is he? I haven't, uh, yeah. I haven't spoken to him in a long time, but that's another guy that I have a lot of respect for. Yeah, yeah. So after that fight there, Marshall, is that when you head down to Woodstock? Uh, shortly after, yeah, I think, uh... Were you in the lineup for Bathurst anymore after that suspension, or...? Honestly, I don't... I think, uh, I think I served my 10 games and might have played one or two more games after that, and then it was right at Christmas time, right at, right at like, the mid-season mark that I went down to Woodstock. Okay. Yeah, I'm, uh, again, I couldn't get your fight card from Woodstock. Man, you fight any tough cats down there? I know that league had a few roaming around. They, yeah, I was in a few fights for sure. I don't, uh, I don't really remember their names. I know the one guy that sticked to the most is Will Johnson. He was probably the heavyweight champion of the league. I, I tried and tried and tried to get him to fight me, but never, never would. But uh, yeah, Will Johnson. That's Ross Johnson's brother. Yeah, Ross Johnson's brother. That's another real good player. But, yeah, uh, tough motherfucker, yeah, man. Oh yeah, fuck. They're all, all from PEI, right? They're all tough nut chases over there. So yeah, yeah I fought a few, fought a few times, but uh, I don't really remember their names or how they went. All right. So how did you end up going in the next season, man? The 2010-2011 season. How do you end up going to PEI? Uh, Bathers traded me to PEI a deal. I think Jordan Moore and uh, show up to camp play a few games there and then same thing with the uh, bathers halfway through the season i get uh, sent back down to the junior a league and woodstock traded me to Miramichi. okay yeah all right so, so you're that, yeah that first year with p 
PEI, that was the third time that I fought Mike Thomas. That was the one of the more memorable ones too with him. Yeah, I got his name here. Another big cat you uh, you took on uh, Blake Millman. Blake Millman, yeah, that's another big guy. Yeah, Fought he came on the left field, man. I don't know where yeah. he came from, and he just was like, he was like fucking Jarrah. Like yeah, he was he's, huge. Uh, yeah, well, he's got seven foot arms, so six six, two hundred and fifty pounds, big solid kid, real tough kid, so. Uh, always fun to fight guys like that and try and prove a point. So, yeah. but I think uh, I think that was in preseason. I fought him. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. You got him in preseason. Another guy you got in preseason. Yeah. Here's that Olivier Dost. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that fight. No. Okay. Well, you got this guy here. You definitely remember this one, Tyler Howe. Tyler Howe. Yeah, that's another big motherfucker. Fought him. Yeah. He's yeah. Uh, he, he's a tough, tough kid. Tough cat. Yeah, Tyler Howe was tough, man. You fought him. Uh, actually, I got him down twice for Pete. Yeah, you fought him. Yeah, I fought him another time, and uh, I think it was I think it was in Moncton. He played for Moncton, right? Yeah. Yeah, he played for the Wildcats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I fought him again in Moncton. They're they're always good fights. Big tough kid. Yeah. Love. Love yeah. times like so. You, oh, he's a big boy, man. American kid. That guy too. He's from fucking. He's from somewhere in the states, him. Yeah, I thought, uh, I thought it was Boston for some reason, but I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. So I don't know if it's Boston. It's Massachusetts, I think, somewhere. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, he's somewhere down there. So you're down in Mary Machine, man. Um, I got you down there. You're back here in Mary Machine. So 13 games, 379 penalties. Are you guys having a good year down there? What was that? Uh, yeah, the first year we had a great year. That that's a tough fucking town, man. It's known for known for tough guys, so they they definitely welcomed me with open arms. I think I, I'd go fight twice in the ice, and I'd end up getting a, two fights in the bar of the game after. So it was uh, <laughs> it was a it was a, t- it was a tough fun town to be in. Yeah, Miramichi, man. Yeah, they breed them different down there, but uh, I think I, I was suspended for a weekend. I think, and the team was going on a road trip, so I stayed stayed in Mary Machine and ended up bouncing at the bar one weekend just to make a little extra money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some big, uh, some creatures are walking through that place, guaranteed. Oh yeah, it was a great little town. Loved it. Yeah, no, that's that, awesome being Mary Machine. That, that first year we had a good team. Fuck, I think uh, Chris Doyle was on the team, another stellar player at the time when. He was in his prime. A couple other guys that were great. But yeah. uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure, man. Now, this one here, does Montre- PEI trade you to the St. John's? Uh, yeah. No, not that year. So I get I go go down to Miramichi for that year. Then the next yeah. season, the next season, or was it that season? Yeah, maybe it was the it was the end of that season. I'm pretty sure my 19 year old year, the PI trades in the St. Johnson the end of the year. Yeah, the 10 11 season. Yeah, it got you down. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were there. Yeah, they they yeah. trade my rights to them. What what was it like playing for the Sea Dogs, man? Uh, it was it was unbelievable. They the team they had that year was as you know just stellar. The, the organization itself was unbelievable. Great, close to my hometown too. Like, 
playing with guys like Huberto, like, just unreal. The stuff, they, the, stuff they, the stuff they do in practice that just make it look so fucking flawless. You're, you're almost starstruck going to a team that's just so stacked. Yeah. And you're coming from junior A. Not like yeah. I, I was in the league, and I, I know what it's like to play with good players, but going, going to that stack of a team with that great of an organization, you're kind of starstruck. You're like, holy fuck, I'm here. Like, this, is this real? Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I mean, they had a lot Mike of Thomas here, was still Mike Thomas was still on the team, so we had a good little chat, a couple good laughs about our fights, and got to show him my scar and just shook his hands. And nice to finally meet you in person. Had a couple good chats. A lot of respect for him, but St. John was uh, definitely one of the highlights of my career. The players and the atmosphere and the, the organization, everything was great. Yeah, man, like you had Nathan Bolu on that team too. Yeah, Bolu, like I, I'm sure there was probably, I think there was eight, nine guys drafted that year that I played with. Yes. On like the, the fourth line could have been a first line on any other few team in the league. Yeah, I mean, they had, it, it, was, it was fucking stupid how good they were. So <laughs> I was very, uh, very fortunate to be able to be a part of it and have a little bit of yeah. time with them. For sure, man. And you come up there and you uh, you, you play Cape Breton, of course, and you get hit with Blake Millman again. Yeah, that uh, he was a little fucking snake that game too. Uh, it was uh, oh yeah, it was nothing against the guy, but he fucking he got me at the end of the shift, and I told him he asked me to go. Kept asking and asking. I was fucking out there for a minute, minute and a half, and he's like, this is your only chance. It's either now or never. And me being fucking young, dumb, and stupid, I was like, okay, fuck it, sure. It worked out. Yeah. Had a real good fight, but I, uh, I lost a little bit of respect for him there. Catch me at the end of the shift. I saw him come off the, uh, come off the bench and come right for me. I'm like, you cocksucker, because I knew what he was yeah. doing. But uh, he uh, he definitely could have gave me a better chance, but it ended up working out. I got him pretty good a couple times. So yeah, yeah I know, man. He had a like I said, I got to see him here in Cape Breton, man. It's the stuff that you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? Oh yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that goes on behind closed doors and on the ice that a lot of the fans and a lot of people don't really don't really get it. They don't clue into that. They don't have the mindset or haven't played the game, right? They they don't get it, but. It was good. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't blame him. He was probably fucking nervous, and probably it was the only way he's gonna have a chance if I catch him at the end of the shift. But yeah, it is what it is, and I. I'm sure I did the same at some point in my career. So, whatever. Yeah. So you go back down, man. You're a Miramichi. You finish off that year. Thirty-nine games, eight goals, eleven assists, 154 penalty minutes. So you're still doing you down there as well. You racked up a couple. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of penalty minutes for 39 games, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried to. It was my 20-year-old year last year in the league, so tried to finish it off with a bang. I mean, yeah. uh, there was. Uh, I think at that time they had, uh, they had a fight rule. I think you're only out of five fights a season or something fucking stupid like that. And that your sixth fight, you get suspended. So it wasn't all about the fights. I'm pretty sure I maxed it out. Pretty sure I had more fights in preseason than I did in the league in the regular season itself. But <laughs> yeah. it was uh, it was a great year. the The team was a bunch of young guys, and 
it was nice to be able to kind of like mentor them and tell them about my experiences. Because at that time, I'd been in the league five years, right? Like from the time I was yeah. 15 to the time I was 20, I'd been around. I'd been with five different teams, whatever it was. I'd won a championship at Woodstock, done great teams, played with a lot of great players. So it was nice to kind of give back and contribute and help these kids uh, if they want to make it somewhere. As I told them, I remember one little speech I got, I told them, I was like, boys, I'm washed up. My career's done. I'm 20 years old playing junior A. Like, I'm going nowhere. If you guys want to, you 16, 17-year-old kids want to make something of yourself, you got to work a lot fucking harder than you are right now because, trust me, I've seen it, and the way you guys are working, you guys are going nowhere. So, yeah, they, uh, it's a, it was nice, other nice to see. Oh. oh, yeah. A couple of them responded well, and a couple of them made them made quite the career themselves. But, uh it was it was it was a good year. Uh, they asked me if I wanted to be traded to a, a contending team. I said no. I had already won my won my championship at Woodstock. I, I had a great billet family. I had a lot of friends in Miramichi. The team was great. I respected a lot of the guys. Everyone was great, and just kind of wanted to finish out my my career on a good note and stay and help the team as much as I could. No, that's awesome, man. Because like. Uh... Like, I played hockey, and the older guys on the team, man, they make the room, man. You don't realize how much uh, those 20-year-olds make a difference on the, the new guys coming in. Oh, I, I think back, and I looked, and, like, when I was 15, the way I looked up to some of the older guys, it was kind of the roles were reversed. I was that guy now, and I kind of made it a point to go out of my way to make everybody feel comfortable because I saw the way some of the older guys treated the younger guys just with a complete lack of disrespect and I was like, I, I never want to be, never wanted to be that guy. I always wanted to make everybody feel comfortable and welcome and like they they belonged. And that's kind of the yeah. mindset I went into in my final year because I knew I wasn't going to the show. I wasn't good enough to be there, but uh, I wanted to try and make an impact on on some of the younger guys and help them out and help their career out and just try and make them be better people in general. Because yeah. like pl- playing hockey, uh, I learned more life lessons playing hockey than I did fucking doing anything else. So. 100%, man. That was kind of the way I wanted to end my year, and I think uh, I think it went well and loved it. No, that's awesome, man. Like you said, yeah, you had a hell of a career, Marshall, man. You did. And what I'm going to ask you here now, what I asked some of the guys that it didn't come pop up, but the LNA hates the league over in Quebec. You getting any <laughs> phone calls from that? You getting any phone calls from them guys during your uh, your stints here? Oh man, fuck. When I was when I was 20. My my last year, I I talked to a couple pro teams and then didn't get a contract offer. And the only teams that wanted me to come play for was that fucking goon league in Quebec. And I thought about it. I thought about it hard. And I think Don Bashir was in the league at the time. I was just yeah. thinking that's more of a more of a final destination than a stepping stone. And I I had been beat up enough, and I didn't, I had nothing left to prove. I was. I didn't want to go over there and get the shit kicked out of me more for for no reason. So I was like, ah, I'm good, thanks. But yeah. I, saw some of the, I saw some of the stuff that was going over there, and I knew a couple of guys playing the league at the time. The stories they'd tell me was just, don't get me wrong, it was right up my alley. It was a fucking gong show. It was a, it was a nut, nut league. But yeah. I knew uh, I knew it was, it was time to kind of veer away from that, and I just... I didn't want any part of it. I was a, it was a yeah. nut house, so. Yeah, well, uh, that was weird, man. I'm glad I didn't. 
Well, that league there, man, like, that's a whole different animal in itself. You know what I mean? Like, that's not your average fucking hockey game going over there and watching or playing in that league, right? Not at all. And it was, you're there for one thing. It's, it's entertainment. That's all that league is for their fans. And fuck it. It's great entertainment. Trust me, it is. But I, I had nothing left to prove. I, I had put my body through enough and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I'll fucking pass. Yeah, exactly. They, man. They, they they weren't paying me. They weren't paying enough for me to go over there and get the shit kicked out of me twice the fucking game, every game. So, <laughs> yeah, six times on the weekend in a two game fucking stint. It's yeah, nuts. exactly. It is. Yeah, I know, man. It is, man. It's like Sean McMorrow played there, man. He had eighty six fights in one year there, and they only play on the weekends. You know what I mean? Yeah, they probably like, play. They probably play forty games a year. He probably has. 86 fights twice a game and probably twice in the parking lot after. Yeah, they had to count those and warm-up counts, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, uh, I want to know part of that. No, I don't. Yeah, like I said, man, I don't blame it. Uh, I figured they'd be calling for it, especially the type of player like yourself, man. But um, yeah. just ask you a couple more questions here, man. What uh, what was your favorite place to travel to, man, when you were playing in the queue? Probably Halifax. Halifax yeah, that's every guarantee. That's everybody's man. Halifax is like the fucking Bell Center when he used to play back then. Yeah, the uh, I mean, I'm from the East Coast originally, and I love the city. The rain is great. The fans are great. And it was either that or uh, Quebec City, Pepsi Center, just because they got yeah. 20,000 20, fans a game. I remember in warm up they had like 8,000 fans, 9,000 fans sitting in the stands just for warm up. So. It was pretty crazy, but I think the my favorite place to travel probably would have been Halifax. I love playing there. Yeah. Yeah, no, Halifax, man. Halifax is fucking absolutely unreal, man. Unreal place. So, um, uh, so I got to go watch a few games up there and, like, going from, like, Center 200 and then going to the Metro Center. Two different levels. Oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually really great, man. I'm, uh, but, yeah, Marshall, man, that's all I got for you today, man. I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been great. It's nice to chat and shoot the shit and relive a few of the few of the glory day stories. Hey, man, no, I appreciate it. Like, I got to see it, man. So, like I said, um, you were a tough cat in your day, man. You were the last of a of a dying era was the last when you guys were kind of at the end of your careers there. So, you fought a lot of tough guys, man. So I appreciate the memories, Marisol, man. Not a problem. Thanks, uh, thanks for including me in the group of uh, tough guys. I appreciate it. It's a good group to be in. No, no, it is, man. Thanks again, Marisol. I appreciate your time, man. Take care. All right, sir. Have a good night. And that wraps up my episode with Marisol Warden. Again, Marisol, thanks so much for coming on. I really and truly appreciate it. Um, yeah, he was an absolute great guest, a beauty, real tough dude, man, real tough dude. Uh, his era was probably the last of the tough guys in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, so I, uh, I'm i really glad I got to talk to him. Thanks for everybody out there who listened to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, and I'll see you here next time on Five at a Game.